All right. Hey, my friends, and thank you so much for joining me for uh, another episode of Real Live Talk. This is episode number 151. And I just do just want to say I appreciate you guys so much for uh, sticking with me and for checking out these episodes. Really, really appreciate you guys just so much for for being here and uh, for your time. If this episode, this conversation blesses you, challenges you, inspires you, encourages you, anything like that, if you'd consider sharing or leaving a review, wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast, that would really mean the world to me. Uh, let me tell you about my guest for this episode, Abby Loperfito, who's a new friend of mine. Abby is currently the worship and production director at Freedom Life Church in South Butler, New York. She's also a graduate of the uh, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry, BSSM in Redding, California. And she's uh, passionate to live out a lifestyle of worship and authenticity, and she desires to help others find their purpose in life, excel at the gifts they've been given, and to teach people how to pursue health and wholeness in relationships. And uh, all that is just amazing. So I'm really excited. Looking forward to this conversation with Abby today. Appreciate you guys for being here. And now uh, please join me in welcoming to the podcast for the very first time, Abby Loperfito. All right, we should be rolling. Hey, Abby, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm so good. Thank you so much for being here and uh, agreeing to uh, do this podcast episode with me. I've been looking forward to our conversation and it's just an honor to uh, chat with you today. So thanks so much for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me. It's going to be fun. Awesome. And uh, you're in um, you're in New York. Are you originally from New York? Have you always been a New Yorker? Yes, I have. So I've always lived in upstate New York. My parents are um, from upstate in different cities. And so we've been here. I've been at Freedom Life Church ever since I was born, basically. So been here, went to school for went a couple years. Yes. So <laughs> I, I think I was born on a Sunday, too. I, I heard someone joke about that. I was born on a Sunday. So <laughs> a PK ever since. That's awesome. Yeah. Did you did you go to Elam? I did. not or... OK, because we're like. You, you, you know, all the people, right? You know, all the, all yeah. the, all the, all the Elamites. So how, how does that work? What is your connection to the Elam world? Yeah. So, um, that's basically our denomination, Freedom Life Church that we're part of. Um, and with our church being non-denominational, that's just the covering that we've been part of for years now. Um, and the senior pastors who were here before my parents, Chris and Carol Ball, um, pastored, like I said, our church here before, um, Chris was now the president of Elam. So that's just a really cool connection that we have just growing with them and knowing them uh, for so long as we did. And now seeing him just um, take the charge of leading Elam. And it's just been great. So, yeah, we have a lot of connections with the churches around the area and the region. So it's been really cool just to partner with people in that way. So. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a, obviously I'm such a big fan of, of Elam and, and I love I love our Elam people. I miss I miss our Elam people. I haven't been yeah. up there in such a long time. Um, you guys have an event coming up, right? Are you are you part of the um, is it Oasis? Yes. Forgive me if I'm wrong, yeah. but okay. Yeah. Are so are you are you part of that one that's coming up? I am. So yeah, usually our church goes, our staff usually goes and attends the conference, but this year they asked if I would lead worship. Um, so I'm leading worship. Oh, come on. Of of worship leaders out there and. Yeah, it's going to be really good. So I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, I just love what they bring. And like I said, attending it even last year, just loving the words that were spoken and um, just the worship and getting to experience that all together is really special. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. That's so cool. That's that's very cool. That's yeah, exciting. I uh, 
uh, it's been it's been a long time since I've been up there. I've been talking with uh, with Alex Seidler off and on about like I've, I've been wanting to just kind of get back up um, into in, into the region. I mean, maybe for an event would be great, but even just to kind of go back up and just see everybody and stuff yeah, like that. It's yeah. just been such a long time, but it's such a cool world up there, you know? Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's a special place for sure. Yeah. Well, so you went to uh, Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry. You just you graduated uh, about a year or so ago. Yes. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, it's May 8th, probably mm-hmm. almost to this date. I was home uh, a year ago. So yeah, I graduated and it's been it's been quick, but it's also been long. Like, you know, it feels like I just got here. But then at the same time, I'm like, man, it, it feels like it's been a full year around the sun and being back here and getting yeah. used to transitioning back and yeah, so definitely, definitely a good yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, I'm uh, probably, I mean, most of us, I think, are huge fans of of Bethel and that world. And uh, I've been, you know, such a fan of uh, just, I mean, Bill Johnson's one of my favorite teachers, mm-hmm. just period. And uh, I, 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 you know, I keep up a little bit with, you know, what that world is, is like and what they're doing and things that yeah. God is doing in, in their midst. But what can you just kind of share about your time there? What was that experience like? I imagine pretty, pretty uh, life changing mind all, you know, mind blowing yeah. Yeah, <laughs> time, sure. but yeah, it was good. I think, um, so you can choose to go to like either one year or two years or three years of the school. And I did all three Um, but it's, it's so funny because I think that I got out similar things, but also different things, um, in each year. And I tell a lot of people that like my first year, it was just good to be in a community of believers. And Mm. our class was really, really big. It was like 1300 people. So that year was a year that really just helped me heal, um, you know, with friendships and community. And, and, you know, I had great, um, great friends here in in New York, but I think being there and just being with like-minded people and, Um, just people my age that I'm still connected with. First year was a lot of just really um, tangible community that was felt. And, you know, they saw you, they heard you, they, they cared for you. So it just was cool to have um, that uh, environment, just protect what you were learning and going through with the Lord, but also give you like space to really grow with community. Um, And then second year I, I was on worship team. So that was that was an unraveling for sure. Like people sometimes have the heart work happen in first year and first year was, was really just, again, that community driven aspect for me. So second year was the hard heart work year. Um, but just growing in worship and getting to be in that environment and growing as a person, but as a leader and everything, um, that was really special in third year. Third year was a, was a hard year for me, but I learned a lot about myself, how to really lead people, how to feel, empowered to lead well, how to grow in my confidence. So very similar things along the lines over those three years, but um, just a lot of really, um, really amazing things that I feel like I'm still growing in and still remembering to this day of what I learned and just the power of what the Lord was doing in that season, but also the community I now have and the teachings, like you said, were phenomenal. And I love Bill. I love Chris. So just getting to be around really healthy leaders as well was just outstanding. So yeah. 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 Uh, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, what a, what a, just, I, I, I can just imagine, I mean, having, you know, gone, gone to Elam and for me, it's really the same kind of thing. It's like the, the community aspect, the relationship, the friendships mm-hmm. with the staff and the, the other students, you yeah. know, it was really yeah. the most, I think powerful, tangible, like 
life-changing thing that that you take away from that of course all of the the teaching and the times just in god's presence and the you know extended worship experiences and all that kind of stuff is is amazing and it's all part of it but the yeah. fact that you get to do that stuff in community with others who are like-minded you know at least in in a lot of ways that are there for the same kind of thing just you know wanting wanting more of god wanting to be yeah. used by yeah. god and so that uh that that community aspect is just um is just incredible and yeah. uh yeah it's so cool yeah, I know. I would never, I would never take it for granted. Just the power of community and just being in, involved with yeah, what the Lord's doing in a in a place like you said for Elam or Bethel or here or your church where you're at. Just you know, any place that the Lord has just um, you know allowed you to feel like your roots are going deep in. I just was like amazed at what what fruit actually came out of that season of saying yes and just yeah. diving deep deep in. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's that's really been like if I had to point to one thing that's really been kind of the really over the past year, I would say, I mean, it's always been important to me. But over the past year, there's been a really just strong emphasis, I feel like, from the Lord on on me and and even in like ministry focus on the aspect of community and really building um, family and relationships and and how like I, I just think that when it comes to discipling people. Um, in the word of God and, uh, you know, leading people that when you create that family atmosphere, that atmosphere of community where it's like, you know, we're really all in this together and mm -hmm. we're helping each other grow. Yeah. And like, I just think that that's such a beautiful thing. And even when we look at, you know, Jesus, how he invited his initial 12 to come and follow him, yeah. it was like they were just the the community that was really kind of i think in a lot of ways the 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 impulse or the impetus to their daily lives like they didn't even really know what they were supposed to believe yet you know yeah. they didn't even really i mean i think it took a long time i mean it was all the way in matthew 16 when peter's finally like you are the christ the son of the living god and jesus is like blown away by that revelation that he's received right. and like how far into the journey was that and but but the the point is that from the very beginning they had this sense of belonging and community and that I, I just think that even when people are maybe not ready to be at the place where we want them to be or when we're not at the place where we want to be or where we should be or where the other the rest of the group is or whatever but when we're in the context of family and community there's just safety in yeah. that that allows us to grow together yeah it's really good yeah i think just talking to you before and being uh, intentional to have that um, be what I live out of just pursuing discipleship with people, um, but also just pursuing intentional relationship with others. That's something I'm super passionate about. And just like you said, we are all in it together. So having that ability to know that and to not compare and just um, allow ourselves to, again, really just let our roots go deep and where we're at, but let others into that process and um, just that familiar spirit of what it probably was like, you know, years and years ago, like you're saying with Jesus and knowing how Jesus walked out relationship with others and his discipleship um, with his disciples, but also with other people that he met. You know, a friend and I were talking about it yesterday, like the things we don't read in the scripture of how Jesus met everyone in his daily life mm -hmm. and how he probably interacted with people um, he needed grace for, or, you know, people we interact with that we need grace for and just knowing how Jesus really walked through that with everyone. So it's definitely something I'm learning now as, as well. <laughs> yeah.
Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, part of even the, so part of your bio that I read there at the beginning about how it's really a passion and desire of yours to help others foster, you know, health and wholeness in their relationships. Is that something that would you've always been passionate about? Or has that been something that maybe happened while you were at Bethel? Or how, how did that kind of journey work for you? Where um, I guess what I'm asking is where did, where do you think that the passion for that comes from? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great question. I think um, growing up, I always, maybe it was because growing up in church, I always had a desire for good relationships, good health and relationships. Um, but I just remember even being so young and even when my friends and I couldn't drive, we would have our moms drive us to church so we could talk about hard things together. And I laugh about that really? now. But I'm like, I have a moment that I remember so vividly meeting with my friend in our church's conference room because, you know, we were just really hurt by something as friends. And um, we just wanted to really be intentional about like, hey, that that really hurt. I was really sad by that. And how can we how can we work through that? And so I think looking back, there were moments of that pursuing health and kind of aspect of um, just really being intentional with relationships. But I think that as as who I am as a whole um, that part of me kind of grew where I knew it was always in me deep down, but I think that kind of grew out to be something I wanted to, um, just live out more outright, um, in the sense of really pursuing that empowering others to live out a really healthy life, pursue communication in relationships, um, and just pursue the safety and doing it together and saying, Hey, like, I want to be honest yeah. with you. I want to work through yeah. this. And so I think, again, I knew it was always in me, but I think, going to a school where they did really teach about emotional health and um, brave conversations with people and good communication and, and even being around it here at freedom life, being around good, healthy leaders. It just made me want to be like, Oh, I want to do this with my life, you know, either mm. you know, counsel or disciple people in it or write a book. Like, I think I'm still dreaming about what it looks like, but I think that um, stuff like this, I love to do like dif different things of talking with others about life and Jesus and how to, live out a passionate and uh, fruitful life. So I think that it definitely was along the lines of maybe what BSSM helped to craft me in. But um, at the same time, I think it was something that was always deep down where I felt the Lord just kind of dig it out a little more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's so cool. W would, would you kind of like help me unpack that a little bit? Cause <laughs> you were talking there, you, you mentioned about like being intentional about, having hard conversations and, you know, pursuing maybe, maybe answers or maybe not even answers, but just like the actual growth that comes from conversation, even when it's hard, you know, difficult conversations, you were saying, you know, in terms of the, those, you know, car rides and, and looking for those opportunities, to, excuse me, opportunities to do that on purpose. What, what age group were you when that was going on? Um, probably like 15, 16, really, really young. I mean, I'm 22 now, but I would say like yeah. looking at, at the world now, it was young for me in my mind, like, oh my gosh, I'm 15 or 16, even probably younger where I just was trying to fight for that with my friends and be like, no, we're That's not going to, yeah, we're not going to, you know, run away from this. We want to be intentional about it. No, that's incredible. I mean, even, even as adults, that's the kind of thing that so many of us run from. Yeah, yeah. And and, and it's something that um, 
like I've been even like very recently, like it's something that I've been wanting to become more intentional about and actually fight for. And, uh, and I feel like the Lord recently has been um, connecting me with people where I really do have that, uh, Mm -hmm. or or I'm, I'm able to build that authentic community Mm -hmm. where it's like, I feel like I can be transparent and I feel like I can be myself and I feel like I can tell you, or, you know, I feel like I could tell this person exactly what it is that I'm dealing with, that I'm struggling with, that I'm going through. And that's such an important aspect of community and, and discipleship. I think it's like, you know, if, if we're, if we're not willing to have those open and honest conversations, I'm not saying you could do that with everybody, but we need to be able to have these conversations that are not like taboo and off limits just because mm-hmm. we're talking to, to church people or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, 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 and that's just so that, that really blows my mind that at a young age like that, that you were being intentional um, about pursuing that. And that's, yeah. that's just really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It's, it's definitely a journey I've had to walk in, like you said, fight for. And, mm-hmm. and like you said, it is, it is worth to, it is where, yeah, it is worth to fight for it. But I think that so many people, like you said, especially in the context of church leadership or volunteers, whatever it might be, they just, yeah, I, I don't think like people really grasped it. Like they think it might be mm-hmm. off limit or, oh, I'm just serving. I'm not, I'm not on staff. So I don't need to fight for, these things, or I'm only serving once a month, so I don't really need to have follow-up conversations. Um, but for us as leaders to see the bigger picture of, no, it is worth it to go after, you know, even if you are serving once a month to go after your heart and to go after conversations. And I think that, you know, to, to answer your question, I think that to be intentional for me, it just looks like doing exactly that. Like no matter if they are on staff and they're my coworker, or if it's a leader I'm wanting to empower at church or a volunteer I need to have a conversation with. Um, I think stepping into more responsibility at the church has taught me that to really go after the heart of the matter and and to pursue the heart of people um, enough for them to feel safe with me as a leader um, or with with other leaders here. But I think that um, the thing that I'm really having to grow my confidence in is actually having those conversations, you know, like deep yeah. down, I'm like, man, I would say this, this, and this, but now I'm like, man, I need to feel empowered. Cause I do feel like those things have come from the Lord. Like you're seeing things, you're discerning things of like, Oh, I think they're just having a bad day or their, you know, their reaction to this might've just been, you know, they were really angry at work this week or they're having mm. family issues, you know? So just kind of diving into, yeah, maybe why it happened, but also the, actuality of doing it and actually being like, Hey, I want to pull you aside. I want to talk to you. And, um, so I think that that's, that's part of my, um, initial fight when I first came here, you know, talking to my parents, knowing the staff, even before I was on staff was growing in that I really wanted to, to fight for that with, with my people and to fight for Mm. volunteers. Like, no, we're going to have the conversation. And I just had a Mm -hmm. meeting last week with some people and I'm like, Hey, I want this to be a safe place. I want it to be a place where we can talk about things that are on your heart. But if, you know, I needed to confront things or other leaders need to confront things. Like I want us to be open and um, just, yeah, yeah. Available to have those conversations. So I think it's just in getting church people to actually do the hard stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, it, it's, it's so important. It, it, I mean, if, if we, I mean, when we think about the relationship issue, I mean, the, the more, the more and more that I think about this, I, I, I the more I realize like, 
this is uh, this is all of it. <laughs> like, this yeah. is everything. Like this is what right, this is. Right. Uh, it, it's so much. I mean, when when we go all the way back to the beginning and we see God in Genesis and He's creating man and woman and He's creating us in His image and He's saying, uh, "Let us make man in our image and according to our likeness." And we see yeah. the 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 Trinity of God and how um, really the image of God is family. If, mm -hmm. if we if we really boil it down, you know, yeah, yeah. and 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 it's just it's it's so important. It's so on the heart of God um, mm -hmm. that that we have this, and it doesn't always look pretty. And I think that so much of you know, for those of us that have uh, you know grown up in the church, a, a lot of us have. I, I think that there's a lot of baggage that comes from not not all church settings, but in a lot of church settings, there's a lot of baggage that comes along with that in terms of like you're almost I wouldn't say you're taught it but mm -hmm. somehow it's modeled or it's whatever but it gets into our mind that we're supposed to look a certain way act a certain way sound a certain way right. put on some kind of a certain right. front and and I do think that the Holy Spirit is being very very intentional just in the earth today in his people today about breaking past those things and like hold mm -hmm. on like there's no there's no reason for you to just act and pretend like everything is is great all the time yeah. because yeah. it's not and we know that it's not and it's okay for you to struggle and it's okay for you to have challenges and when you do have those challenges like to be open and upfront and honest with people um and and how like that really opens the door for you know what we're talking about for real true growth and and discipleship to take place yeah it's so good and it's definitely when you said you know the the premise of it being that we weren't just taught it i think that that's what it is and just me going through it still being 22 but going through it with people who are 32 and 42 and 62 like going going through it with people of any age has really allowed me to see like man the the heart of god is family and people like you said but it also is purity and relationships and pursuing that health and seeing in Matthew, like fighting for, you know, to not give your gift at the altar yet, but fighting for, you know, health with your brother before you do that. And just and even yeah. seeing Paul talk about it yeah. too. And so I think that realizing, oh my gosh, we've never gone after this as a big C church um, to really fight for relationships. Mm -hmm. Cause there was that stigma of like, we can't talk about it or we're just volunteers. And I think maybe as staff and again, the big C church, they didn't want to confront it because they were volunteers of, Hey, like we want to keep and, and protect and really allow our people to feel safe. Um, but I think that part of talking to people and having that open feedback culture and pursuing honest conversations is part of that environment being safe where they're going to get the good and there are, they are going to get the things that they need to work on, but yeah. the good should outweigh those things of, um, just being, you know, positive, having positive remarks or just being positive in your approach to things and just teaching that as a culture in general um, has just been something I've, I've, I've seen was lacking, like you said, at the church. And um, yeah. so it's just, yeah, it's something we do have to be intentional about, but it's so it's so worth it and rewarding and to know that the Lord is after this, too. And we're not just supposed to be mm. um, you know, religious in our approach to not do it just because we have to protect hearts, but to say, no, I actually love this person. That's why I want to confront them or care for them in this way. So, um, yeah, it's just something we're going after and it sounds like you're going after. So it's amazing to see that the Holy spirit really is just so blatantly highlighting this, this for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's so good. You know, there, there was something else that you said um, a few minutes back that I was a really big fan of, too, when you said that you're still uh, dreaming um, about what this all looks like for you. And I think that that's a that's a really cool, like the 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 restfulness of that is is really important. So like for anybody that that is like um, they know that they've got a call of God on their life and especially for something that it might not look super clear right now or it might not even like there's there's times where i mean god will call you to do something where he's actually calling you to pioneer in a particular area where you can't just you're not you're not just like a peg that's necessarily going to fit in that exact hole mm -hmm. like yeah. it's one thing to say god is calling me to be a pastor of a church um and like i kind of like i have context for what that looks like but there's other people out there that have a calling. Even in that, of course, we still need God's wisdom and direction and stuff yeah. like that. So I'm not belittling it in any in, by any means. But there's times where you know there's people out there where God will call them to do something, and it's like the the picture of it or what it's going to look like or how it's all going to fit and how it's going to come to pass and how it's really going to play out yeah. doesn't really make the most sense right now. We know that it's there. We know that it's on the heart of God. And we know that it's something that was kind of incubating on the inside of us. Mm -hmm. But we don't exactly know exactly what it's going to look like five years from now, 10 years from now, yeah. whatever. Or even sometimes what the very next step is. Yeah. And it's just waiting on the Lord for that for that wisdom. And it, but but it's just really cool. The, the approach of like and I think it's this is important for us no matter what we're called to. But to have that restfulness to say, yeah, like I'm still dreaming and I'm still dreaming with God about what this is all going to look like mm -hmm. and, and how it's going to really begin to take shape and how, you know, the ministry of this or the outworking of this is really going to happen. Yeah. And so I, I really, um, you know, what, what would you say is just so something that um, helps you? I, I know that you know, rest is something that they probably talk a lot about at Bethel. <laughs> yeah. And, but like, what would you say is something for you that's kind of helped you to just be calm or peaceful or restful about the things that God has um, called you to, even if they're not, you know, fully formed and fully in their, their place just yet? Yeah, for sure. I, yeah. I think it's, it's um, a beautiful thing. And while we were talking about, you know, you know, heart, and health and all those conversations being on the heart of God, knowing that rest is on the heart of God. So I think it's a beautiful mm -hmm. thing that, that, you know, we, we do have to rely on the Lord in those things, whether it's, we do know what it's going to look like, or we don't. Um, I think that it's something that has been heavy on my heart to not get um, burned out. So I just wanted to preface that because as you were talking, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, that's what I'm definitely learning now is just how to yeah. rest in the Lord um, and to not spiral about things or, to think about things too much because I'm like, man, me knowing how I uh, receive, you know, confirmation or hear the, you know, voice of the Lord. I think that for me, it's almost, I tell people it's, it's a funny statement. I just almost feel nothing. Like I just feel so much peace where I don't feel anything at all. Like I'm not having an outward, you know, manifestation or, you know, sign that the Lord is on me, but I'm like, man, I just have this deep knowing I'm supposed to do it. Or you see someone at the store, you don't even think about it twice. You don't have time to do it. You just are like, I'm going to pray for this person or just say, Jesus yeah. loves you. And I think that that's what I've been learning with the Lord in the calling of my life, where it has to look the same way of not, 
not striving for what's ahead, but like you said, just resting in the Lord. And that's been something that I feel like I've been just, um, planting myself in, like pushing myself down deeper into the dirt to let my roots go deep again, like we've been mentioning and, um, just not having to worry about it. And I think that, um, you know, the answer to your question for me anyways, would just to not worry about things and to find rest would literally be for me just to not worry and find rest. And I think that that's Mm. what I need for my personality is like to be like, Lord, I know you have these callings, you know, this calling on me or these, you know, these dreams for me, but like, I just need to focus on working here at Freedom Life Church for now and not strive in that. Like, Mm. I'm just going to not worry about it. But yeah, I'm still going to dream because it is, you know, something on the Lord's heart too. But I think that um, just resting and being content in where the Lord's called me and where he's given me grace for and the people he's given me to lead right now, I think that a lot of that is one, resting in that, but two, just trusting that the Lord has me right here. Um, for mm. a season and for a reason and just not having to worry about what that looks like or when it's going to end. And I, cause I think again, my personality could feel like more worrisome or um, you know, the fact of like, okay, well, I know that God has all of these things for me, but I like right yeah. now I'm still just working here, but it's a beautiful thing to work here. And so I think that um, for me, it's just like not striving and being like, well, Lord, you said that I would do this and you said I would do that but now I'm just not doing it. And so I just have to be like, Lord, I trust you and just resting in the words that he's given me and um, just fighting for that confirmation and knowing that the Lord has me here for a reason. And, um, and I love it. And it's, it's, you know, full of God's grace and faithfulness. And so um, I think that, yeah, it's just me not worrying. It helps me to not um, strive for the things of the Lord, like not even to put attention to it and say like, Lord, no, I'm going to stay content right here in this season. And, go to work every day and love my job, you know? So I think that that's what the Lord's asking me to do. So just fighting for that. So. That's so good. I, uh, (laughs) man, I, I'm just thinking back when I graduated Elam and I was 22, I was like, man, I I wish, I wish that I had that kind of a mindset at the time (laughs) because I did, I felt like there was so much pressure on me to like, get into like I needed to be God's gift to ministry you know yeah and and like I had to and and there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of striving I think as humans like I mean I think we we have a tendency to strive you know and and so I think we 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 learn to rest and we learn to become so confident in God and in his voice and in his leading that even when we are kind of in those um in between seasons or those seasons where something is still taking shape. And like, even for somebody who, you know, maybe they know that God has called them to ministry is I I love what you, what you just said there um, about being content with, with where you are and wanting to serve God well with, Mm -hmm. with where you are and what he's placed in front of you now, like to be a good steward of what God has given to you for the season that you're in is so important because that balance can be tricky to find, right? Like where we know that God has called us to this and it might be this grandiose dream that we, that we really, that we really want. We're really excited about it. And we know that it's on the heart of God. So it's, it's good. And I think it's necessary to, to dream about that, right? To like, to, to keep it somewhere in our mind where we're not just, um, you know, we don't just forget about it, 
But at the same time, that along with the balance of, but God, I still want to honor you and serve you well in what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I think that what happens to, you know, a lot of times, especially if you're like, if the calling is, and this is just an example, but if the calling is for ministry and right now you're not in ministry and you're like, you know, working at Taco Bell or you're working at the bowling alley or you're driving Uber or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, yeah. it's like, oh, well, the I think I think the tendency and I know that this used to be my mindset was, oh, man, this this stupid job, like this stupid thing that I'm doing, like this isn't my calling. God's not pleased that I'm doing this. And that was like my mindset. And it's like, no, 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 no. L listen, this is where you are now. Yeah. This is this is this is where you are right now. And so love the people well by serving well, by doing your job well, by stewarding well what you have. Because the principle of scripture is that when we're faithful with little, when we're faithful with what we have in front of us right now, God is faithful to amplify that and to give us more. Yeah. And so I just think that that's a beautiful way, you know, for us to kind of um, without stressing about it, but even for us to sow into our future, for us to invest in our own future is by living in the moment yeah. Um, still like, you know, taking those times to dream with God about what's coming and all of that so that the picture becomes more and more clear. But I, I think that we can, you know, honor God really, really well by honoring those that are in front of us, whether that's, you know, a customer ordering tacos or, you know, like whatever that looks like, but doing it well, serving God well in that and not belittling or undervaluing, yeah, you know, sure. that thing that he's got you in right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very important. And I'm definitely an advocate for that because so many times I just, again, talked to someone yesterday just about us having that character inside of us and, and, and fighting for that. Because, you know, like you said before, you brought up the scripture piece of like being, you know, faithful in the little things and we'll be given yeah. much. I was going to talk about that because it's that's what was going through my mind when you were talking. Like the Lord says, like, we need to be faithful in the little things. And yeah not spiral. And like you said, not just have to strive into that position, but know that wherever the Lord has us right now, like it's a beautiful thing. And, mm -hmm. um, the Lord, the Lord knows best. And so it's like, yeah, if I am working at Taco Bell or I worked at a supermarket in Reading for my first year and yeah, so random, but I, the, the boss, like, like she bled excellence and she <laughs> had me mop sidewalks outside in the morning, like, mopping stains and mopping things on the sidewalk. I wasn't sure what I was mopping up, but I remember being like the Lord was teaching me in that moment how to serve and just how to um, really just feel empowered in my day-to-day -day job and to learn how to honor my, my leader as well. And so mm. I think that when you're talking, I'm like, yeah, we all can learn from those jobs we hated and it's okay to hate. We're human. Like we're going to be like, this is not yeah. my ideal job to have, like I'm frustrated yeah. or I'm upset or whatever, but to really steward what the Lord has asked of you and given you yeah. and um, to be faithful with that. And so I think I've definitely learned that. And that's probably one of my biggest pet peeves I see with people that want the big dream with the Lord, but don't know how to, um, how to really work in that and to not strive for yeah. that, but to just be content with that. And um, so yeah, I just, and I've, and I've told people yeah. that I say pet peeve because most of it has been my friends where I've just been like, Hey, like, why don't you want to settle into this season or feel relaxed in this season with the Lord? Cause he has you here for a reason. Like 
you might as well enjoy it. And so I think that for me, it's just been like, you know, push, pushing that and people to see the the good and the fruit and yeah. what the Lord's given now. And so I'm like, yeah, I don't want the dream and I'm not going to learn things now if I don't learn them in this season, you know, because I think everyone wants the big dream, like you said, and it's mm -hmm. glamorous and it's big. Um, but I think that if the Lord's asking us of the, of something, you know, now, like I want to be faithful to steward that, like you said, and not have to be like, well, I'll learn that. Like when I'm a pastor of a mega church, that's not my goal, but that's just the idea that came to mind. Like, yeah. you know, if someone wants to be in ministry and have this big church, like, you know, but they're, they're saying they're going to learn and fight for that. I think that um, they have to learn that now in this season before they're moving on to, into that big season. Yeah. Yeah, so I loved what you said there about the daily uh, interaction of like being in the supermarket and just, you know, praying for somebody yeah. or something like that. Because, yeah, it is often the mindset of a lot of people, whether it's ministry or business or whatever. And it's it, the idea of, well, I'll prepare once I get there. You mm -hmm. know, once I have once I have something to prepare for, yeah. then I'll then I'll work on it. And it's like, no, no, no. So yeah. so often God's like was like, like, no, I mean, this is how faith works. This is how this is how faith, or I believe this is how we grow in faith. It's like by taking what we have and using it, you know, yeah. like when Jesus talked about the, the faith as a mustard seed, it's like, well, you've got to plant a seed in order for it to grow. And it's a really, really small thing that you might think is insignificant, Yeah. but it's like, if you'll plant that thing, then the real potential of it is able to be unleashed. So it's yeah. like if you're willing to use what you have, it's back to that stewardship issue, right? It's like if you're willing to use what you have right now for the glory of God, like yeah. you're called to, oh, I'm called, I'm called to preach, but I don't have anywhere to preach. Well, you've got friends, you've right. got like, you know, <laughs> like yeah. if, uh, I'm called, I'm called to be a prophet. I'm called to prophesy, but I don't have any. Okay, well, you know, get, get a journal and like start asking God for prof for a prophetic yeah. word for a friend of yours or for, you know, whoever, and like just start to to exercise and to do those things. Mm -hmm. And if you're just showing yourself faithful, even in those little things, those mundane things where, I mean, there's no public most of the time, there's no public glory in, yeah. you know, praying for the person in the supermarket. I mean, right. there, there, there could, I mean, we've, you know, there's experiences where there could be, but I mean, yeah. of course, like, that's not the goal. It's like, let me, let sure. me find ways that I can love people and serve right. and right. just honor God. Well, with, you know, what he's called me to in any way, shape or form that I can do that now. Yeah. Yeah. And not just waiting for the big, you know, thing to, to come our way so that we can start to be faithful. It's like, no, 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 that's not how it works. <laughs> it's so true. And yeah. And two things came to mind when you were talking, it's like, I think that, like you said, when they want, like when people want the big extraordinary thing, I think that when they say they want to learn what they're learning now in that season or wait to steward things when the Lord gives them X, Y, or Z. I'm like, I don't actually know if that's one, how the Lord works, you know, to just be like, okay, yeah, I trust that you'll deal with this because he knows our heart. So like, if I'm not willing to deal with it now, I probably won't deal with it then. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's something that I've really had to wait on the Lord too, to say, if I'm not ready to, like you said, steward or deal with this now, I don't think anyone would be with the big things the Lord gives us because he knows right. the, you know, he tests our heart. And so I think because he knows, you know, the ins and outs of our heart, like, I think that that's like what I want people to fight for and find in themselves is like, Hey, actually, I don't know if, if you can't trust what the Lord's given you now, I don't know if you're going to be able to actually work through what he's giving mm -hmm. you 
in the bigger realm of things. Um, and so, and, and I think it's, it causes this discontentment in the big season too. I think it, it's always causing them to look for the bigger and better thing because they don't, they don't want to be content in this season and it's uncomfortable for them. But I'm like, well, if you never learn how to be content, then, you know, you're never going to be how to, you're never going to be content in how mm -hmm. to have a good, you know, job or marriage or family. And so I think that, it's a hard line to, to walk. It's like, man, I do want to be faithful and dream and, and to know that the Lord's called me to things. But I think to really feel content with what the Lord is really asking us to do now, we are going to learn how to be content in seasons where our responsibility grows or we have more people yeah. to empower a disciple. And so I think that, yeah, it's just a big thing. I'm like, I don't actually know if I can trust those people that say, Hey, I'm going to deal with it then. I'm like, I don't actually know if you will, you know? And so, and that's hard. Like, I don't mean that to be harsh, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I, I just had situations. Unfortunately, like I'm sure you've seen this too. You see those kinds of people leave ministry school and then not follow the Lord. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I want, I want those people who feel that way and who see things that way to really fight for truth of what yeah. the Lord is asking them to do in this season and to know that they do have a place and a calling um, so for me, it comes out of that compassion of like, hey, I really want this person to feel like the Lord has given them a beautiful family to to raise and a beautiful job to steward. And um, so, yeah, I don't want to be a little I don't want to be too feisty on my first call with you, but it's <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. I, and and to your point, I mean, I, I, I really believe that God is really looking to entrust as much as possible to his sons and daughters. Like he yeah. wants to entrust us with, with more. He wants to entrust us with, with his kingdom, with, yeah. with good things. He, he really, really does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think, I believe this is something that Bill Johnson says. Um, he says, uh, God is looking to entrust the world to a people who love not the world. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that it, it relates so well to what you're saying. It's like when we get our, like our stuff out of the equation, like, cause, cause so often, I mean, I, I know for me for sure that like in, in the early part of, of ministry um, and maybe even not so early, I don't know, <laughs> but like, but like in, in me, there was this thing of like, like, yeah, like, man, I want to minister with this person. I want to be on this stage. And yeah. there was, I think some purity to it in that, like, I know God has called me to certain things. Sure. sure. And so like, I want to be obedient in that. Um, like, and I, so I want to dream with God in that. And, and there, so I think part of, part of it is like a pure desire, Yeah. but then yeah. there's also like, you know, flesh in there too, where it's like, yeah, it would be cool to like have this many followers and it would be cool to have all this. And, sure, sure. and it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and it's like, when we put our own stuff in there, yeah. um, it's like, well, you know, what is the motivation for doing this? And, and what I've seen in my life and I've seen, in the lives of so many other like, uh, you know, e ministers who kind of like started young and then and then, you know, grew grew into their ministry or grew into their calling. What I the, the story that I've heard over and over again, it's like when I stopped caring, <laughs> like yeah. when not caring in a bad way, but you know, what I'm saying like when I stopped caring about the fame, when I stopped caring about Absolutely. you know, the accolades and the recognition and all of this thing, like when I stopped caring about that, it's when God really started to open doors that uh, it's like, uh, I've, I have a friend who was on the podcast a while back and he, 
he said something like God brought it to his attention. He was at a conference and he was in a, you know, a place of prominence, a place of honor in the conference. And he got very, very emotional because the Lord started to speak to him. And he was like, um, look, you're here 10 years ago. You would have run people over in ministry to be in this place where you are right now. But because you don't care about like because you don't care about it. And at this point, all you really care about is me. Yeah. and being obedient, I can entrust this to you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know? Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, that's really the motive behind people that we want to fight for is like, man, I want to be pure in my motive and approach. And, you know, cause like you said, we are human and sometimes we do have that sometimes good fleshly thing, like, Lord, I want to be able to steward those big stages well, or I do love to be of influence to other people of all ages. And I think that I felt that too, like feeling the calling of the Lord, you do feel the good weightiness of what the Lord is asking you. But I think that for sure it's, you know, being obedient to the call of the Lord (laughs) and, you know, and really, and really having to fight for that and really knowing like, okay, Lord, my, my motive is pure to answer to your calling, to answer to what you're asking me to do, whether it's little or big in this season and to know Mm. that, I have to be trusted. And I think that's kind of what I was going after, you know, before was just like, I, I know the Lord wants to entrust us with his glory and with his kingdom and with his church. And yeah. I never yeah. wanted to want to bash the church, but I think in those situations, I want to empower people, as Paul says, to, to rebuke and encourage like, Hey, I'm going to encourage you in the calling of the Lord. But right here, yeah. this might be a small rebuke to say, Hey, actually, I don't know if your motive is this because this is how people can experience you or it seems like you don't want to be content in this season you just want to go run wild with the lord and that's great but i think that you know all those funny memes about like stacking chairs and you know being the one to do that first before the big stage it's it's so true mm-hmm. to actually fight for that lord I, yeah i'm going to stay and clean and you know volunteer at this thing before i'm actually given that big stage or position and um, yeah, because the Lord knows our hearts. He's going to know if we're like ready for that and ready for what he's asked of us, um, because we do have a big calling to love the Lord and to love people and to go after him. And yeah, I never want to be someone who's going after his people that I know my motive isn't quite there. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just had a thought as you were talking, just like a hypothetical situation that it just hit me as kind of funny. If it was like, um, you know, like, yeah, God, I just want to go and, uh, you know, I just want to serve you and, and be obedient to you. And so God calls you to like some, uh, you know, some kind of like events or something like that. Right. And then and then it's like, yeah, God, this is all about you. It's not about me. And then like, what if what if God asks you, like, don't tell anybody, mm-hmm. don't post about it. Yeah. Don't don't let any don't even let anybody know that you're you know, that you have this opportunity to mm-hmm. to speak on this stage. Like, are you still going to feel as excited about it because is it really you know um all about me you know yeah and 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 i just think that there's um anyway yeah that that just kind of hit me as like a a thought as you were talking where it's like um you know how much i mean of course we're i don't think we're ever going to get like our humanity completely out of the equation i don't think there's anything wrong with having those like the the human level excitement about having an opportunity or something like that. I think that's great. And I think God wants us to experience all of that. You know, I think that that's an enhancement Mm -hmm. to life when you get accolades or you get recognition or something like that. Um, But just kind of living in that place of 
just surrender of like, you know, the, the more that we can just, I think, I, I think the, the, we'll be safer <laughs> the more we just <laughs> fall in love with him. Yeah. We're yeah. really just about him. And he really does just kind of take that, that mm -hmm. center stage, that center point of our lives, you know, mm -hmm. um, that that's where we'll be safe in all of this yeah, when yeah. it's just, it really is just all about yeah. him and making him known and just fall really just falling more in love with him and in whatever way he would use us to, you know, put that out there so that other people can experience the same thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. I just, I think there's a lot of safety in that. Yeah. It's a great thought. I actually thought about that. It's so funny you bring it up. I thought about it on the way here um, to, to the church to, you know, be on this call. Like, Lord, when I post about things, um, I want it to be about you. Like I want it to be about what, the Lord has entrusted me with not my, um, yeah, my ability to see like, Oh, so many people are going to see this opportunity that I'm part of. Right. And, you know, and I wasn't, I wasn't thinking about it in anything in specific, but I just, on my way here, I, I literally was thinking about like, Lord, when I post things or even when it's not about, um, an opportunity, it's even just about posts, or maybe if it's like a political thing you see, or just different things you see that people, you know, you have influence of will see those things. I'm like, man, that is so scary to think about me posting those things that wouldn't bring you glory because I know it would, mm. it would be making it about me more than the Lord. And there's been so many times where I've thought about that. Like, oh, it's, it is scary to fall into, um, and in, into that, into that trap. Like, okay. Because like you said, the human excitement is good and it does enhance it. I think sometimes people would want to say, Oh, I'm just posting because, you know, the Lord's given me this opportunity and isn't it so exciting? But I'm like, but if my motive really isn't pure in that, I'm going to know it and the Lord's going to know it. And so other people might not. But I think for me, always just keeping my heart in check to say, like, Lord, I want it to be when I'm posting. I want people to be drawn to this event because it's about you or drawn to this um, outreach thing because it's you. And um I think that's more been my thing now too, is like when I post things, opportunities or not, I want people to know the kingdom and know how to grasp the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like if I post this from our church, you know, and reshare it or whatever, I want people from the community to see and be brought to this event because they need the Lord. And it's not about me or freedom life, but it's like, okay, I need to be pure in what I'm asking the Lord. Um, to bless and um, what I'm resharing and posting. And like you said, it was just funny you brought mm -hmm. it up and because it really is like, oh, what if the Lord didn't ask me or asked me to not post it or didn't want me um, tagging people in it or accepting, you know, just all of those accolades that come with it. So it's, it's a scary thought, but it's a very, very good thought. So, yeah, you know, one of the areas I think about it a lot is actually in, in terms of, of worship Mm -hmm. because and so as a worship leader you know um i i might be able to formulate a question here <laughs> i'm gonna share some, <laughs> i tell you what i'm thinking and it might end right, up in a right. question um but when it comes to you know i think a lot of times we we end up like a lot of stuff gets posted that maybe probably should never have been posted because mm -hmm. it was you know i don't have a problem with with posting i mean i i mean we're freaking live on Facebook right now. You know what right, I mean? Like, right, I'm, right. so I don't have a, <laughs> I don't have a problem with posting, Yeah, but I, I do, I do think there are times where God is just doing something special in a room, big or small, but he's doing something special mm -hmm. in a room with a group of people 
and he's moving on hearts and there's something that makes a whole lot of sense in the context of that room and what the spirit of God is doing in that place. Mm -hmm. I also think there's a lot of times where the Holy Spirit, you know, inspires somebody to sing a song that's a prophetic song in a in a in an environment where he's speaking to the hearts of those people. And I'm not so sure if that song is ever intended to become a corporate worship song that gets sung oh, yeah. all over the world at that point. Yeah. And so I don't know, it's just something that I think about a lot, you know, when it comes to we have so much access to, you know, we can live stream, we can um, just, you know, post clips, we can do all kinds of things and we can do it just about instantly or even in the moment. And, and I just wonder sometimes if uh, we're doing a disservice to people. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Do you, does, does that make sense what I'm saying? Do you yeah, have any yeah. like thoughts about is that something you ever thought about? Yeah, it makes total sense. Yeah. Even when you were talking, I thought about it in the context of worship too, but like before you even brought up, you know, the discussion about it, because I think that there's so many times, again, it goes back to like the deep knowing of knowing if the Lord has asked me to do something where I've thought like, oh, I don't actually know if what we just sang in a spontaneous moment is, is yeah. going to be used again, or should we sing it again? Or that yeah. just came out of me during practice. The so Lord, should that come out of me in the real thing? And, and I think sometimes mm -hmm. it does. And, but I, I think to your point, I think I would wonder the same thing, like, Lord, are you really asking me to make this a pivotal moment for our church of releasing this song or mm -hmm. singing this song or posting this and posting that? And so I think it comes down to really knowing like the motive of the Lord too, of like, that probably was just to encourage and uplift his people, or maybe it was really vulnerable for someone to scream or sing like not scream probably sounds really weird, but I remember a girl at Bethel, like she was like, I think I'm just supposed to like scream or she roared or something like, again, it sounds really weird. Um, but I'm like, that was part of her personal breakthrough. And if someone posted that on yeah. social media, they probably would have yeah. been like, what is going on? But we were in worship and she's like, I think I need to stir what's going on here. I need to stir my faith to let out what I need to, whether that be to, you know, to cry, to sing, to scream, whatever the Lord is asking you to do that might be a little more vulnerable. And so I think that um, the Lord's really been challenging my heart on that too, as, as a worship leader, but also just someone empowering a worship team. And um, even just, uh, I do handle our church's social media now too. And I think that that's been my heart too. Like, Lord, like, what are we posting that's honoring of you and encouraging and not only benefiting our people, the people that we experience life in church with on a Sunday morning, but the people again in the community who don't know the Lord, where certain things they might see on social media could be taken way out of context to say like that girl screaming is really weird. Like, or if, <laughs> not going to that church. Yeah. Right. Yes, totally. Like if things happen where they don't have the grid for it, yeah, I don't think you can really explain it because like you said, it was for that moment for that person. Um, and so I think that I'm I'm definitely with you on that, like knowing whether the Lord is asking for it to be a public versus private thing. And even for songs themselves too, like worship songs, like whether that's a song we sing corporately or not, or whether we write songs that are ever released out into the world or not. And so I think that, mm -hmm. um, you know, for me, it's just a big battle on knowing what the Lord's asking me to do in the context of worship yeah. or church or um, whatever. So definitely agree with you on that one. It's a big thing. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely a tension, right. To, to walk with and, and in a leadership position, 
there is, you know, responsibility there for us to to navigate those things. I think the way that you described it, you know, how how you're kind of learning how to navigate that, I think that's really, really helpful. And I think that that's really ultimately the best that we can do. It's walking in partnership with the Holy Spirit, where it's like, um, okay, you know, what what are you saying, God? You know, yeah. what what is on your heart for yeah. this? Is this yeah. just something that's for this moment, for this group of people? Is this just something that was for me in my time with you? And Absolutely. like, I don't want to, you know, take this and somehow, you know, pervert it by, you know, <laughs> converting right. it into something else if that wasn't your intention for sure. that and I mean, you know god is so gracious that i mean you know we'll make mistakes in all of these kinds of things you know and he's not gonna get rid of us because of that and so you know th uh, i'm so thankful for for his his grace and just how patient and loving and compassionate he is with us mm -hmm. but yeah but i mean the, the what you said there as the goal of like um kind of wanting to faithfully navigate through the tension of these things. And the only way that we can really do that is to be led by the spirit and to see yeah. Yeah. what's on his heart. Yeah. yeah. It's so good. Like you said, I think it's something that's natural as us for leaders to think about, especially in the context of church or ministry. Cause yeah, again, there's been so many times where it hasn't even been worship focused, but I'm on the front row worshiping and I'm like, man, transitions coming up. I really feel something so strongly or during closing or maybe during a worship night where I'm like, is it something I need to ask? Like, you know, my leaders, like, should we go after this or is it a word of knowledge or is it just something that the Lord has asked of me to keep to myself or maybe the yeah, Lord's just ministering yeah. to me. And so I think that that's, it definitely is a tough line to navigate because sometimes the Lord really does prick your heart to go on stage and share something, share, share a snippet on, um, what the Lord is sharing with you. But I think that sometimes as leaders, we have to be really careful. Um, not sometimes, always, we have to always be careful of what the Lord is asking us to do, whether that's for us, whether it's a personal or corporate, um, you know, call. And so I think it's something it is, it is beautiful to navigate, but also pretty hard to navigate sometimes too. Like, Lord, like, are you asking me to go up and do something crazy? Or is this just what I'm feeling like, or just feeling, I think being prophetic or discerning, like feeling where the room's going to, I think that, yes, entire different yeah. conversation, but I think that like, Lord, is it just me being a feeler in that moment feeling like, Oh, I think breakthroughs in the room. Do I need to go up and scream from the stage? Probably not. But, you know, feeling that, like, yeah. you know, seeing that symbol in my mind, like, Oh, I think we need to go after a breakthrough or, people's hearts opening up, like whatever picture you see to be like, is this a reality or is this something that we can just fight for and use our words mm -hmm. to explain like, Hey, I feel like the Lord's doing this in the room. And um, so, yeah, it's definitely something, like you said, we're always going to navigate as leaders, but um, just to always be attention, attentive to what the Lord is asking us uh, to give attention yeah. to. Yeah. Well, I, I think even just that, even just the awareness of, mm -hmm there's something to navigate. Like there's something that I'm supposed to navigate. Like I think even just the awareness of doing that in partnership with the Holy spirit is, is an important thing. You know, I, I think that right there is a, is a huge thing. So like if someone who's a worship leader or, you know, somehow involved with leading people is like, if, if that's just, if that's all that they get out of this is like, like, Oh, there's um this is, there's a responsibility to, navigate this kind of thing in partnership with the Holy Spirit. 
Because I think that as as leaders of of ministry, and I really think that one of the most beautiful kind of ways that we see this play out um, is in the context of worship leadership, yeah, like where I yeah. think maybe we get um, perhaps like the most kind of vivid picture of what this looks like, because like leading a worship service, there's so many people involved. Uh, I mean, there can be, it could just be, you know, one person with a microphone, but it could be several people on a team totally. that, you know, we want to flow together. We want right. to follow the leading of the Holy spirit. We want to be connected, right. uh, but we also want to be connected with the people. And ultimately like, we're not there to like put on a performance. We're, we're there to facilitate um, people experiencing the presence of God. Right. And right. so, and so kind of creating the the context for that, there's like, it's just so, it's just so fluid and it's just yeah. constantly moving. And it's kind of like following, you know, to use yeah. this imagery from scripture, like following the river yeah. of yeah. what God is doing and, you know, just being aware because <laughs> like we've all seen worship leaders who get up there and they feel like, you know, they want to take everybody to the woodshed because that's where they've been with God this week right, right, or right. just feeling like whatever I'm feeling has to be for the, for everybody. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes it is, but what you're saying there is like recognizing the responsibility to be submitted to the, to the mm -hmm. leading of the Holy spirit in the moment, yeah. which is why this is so, I, I mean, I, I think challenging, but I, I think, I think beautiful mm -hmm. and there's so much room for, mm -hmm. for, for, for growth. You know, there's so much room. I mean, there's always room for, for growth when it comes to leading people, because it's like, even if you feel like, I mean, you're at the top of your game in terms of being able to hit those keys and reach right. those notes or preach right. that sermon or, you know, whatever it is like, okay, there's always going to be room for growth when it comes to, mm -hmm listening to what the spirit of God is actually saying in the moment and being willing to follow that river with what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so good. And so, like you said, such a beautiful picture to be so diligent at what, yeah. um, at, you know, at stewarding that, but I think just also being so wise at understanding the difference between the two. And it's something we're mm -hmm. going after with our worship team too. And um, John Thurlow on Instagram has been so encouraging to me recently. He'll post quotes like this all the time, talking about like, when you're in a room full of people, this is what we should be doing, like focusing on the Lord. But there still is that dynamic. Like when I'm focusing on the Lord and putting him first, there is still that dynamic of me, especially if I'm being a worship leader for that week. If I'm a worship leader, I need to steward well my band and steward what the gifts that they've been given and not like go off to the woodshed by myself and leave the, leave the band behind me to like what you brought up. I'm like, you know, that's not going to go over well. If I'm going somewhere that they totally don't even have a grid for, like that's going to be really hard. And so I think that those practicals need to be in play too. Like if I have a better band that's behind good. me, I could go, you know, into, you know, the depths of the river where I might need to tread a little bit in the more shallow end with a team that needs like, wow. Hey, go here. And so I think that that's, that's been my primary goal is to, again, keep the Lord first in that picture. But I think that I need to care for my team as well. And even when I'm not the worship leader, we've started to um, incorporate more of music directors in our, in our team. And um, if I'm a music director, if I'm an MD, like I, I need to care for my team. I'm going to be 
you know, submitting to the Lord, but also, you know, watching the worship leader and watching my band because it's like, okay, in that moment I am on stage. This is a position I'm in. So I need to follow the Lord, but also yeah. take my band with me, you know, and not, not leave them in, so um, you know, not leave them in. And uh, the picture of like a lazy river even came to mind, you know, like when, you know, when we're at, a, when we're at a water park, I'm like so many people like that's get, too get, real, Abby. That's too right? real. So, so many people get disconnected and I'm like, but sometimes, you know, you have to like grab people's tubes or like grab their feet or and like, you know, drag them so you're close to them again. But I think that that's, that's the picture that I always want to keep in play is like grabbing people and pulling them in and making them feel safe enough to tread through the river with us, you know, and not take them somewhere where it's unsafe or where they're like, man, I can't even know where Abby's going. I, or I don't even know where Duke's going because I'm like, you know, I'm in my own world. You might be in your own world, but our band is like, where the heck are they going? You know? And so I think that following the leading of the Holy spirit to lead your band too, is so important. Like, you know, I know that we weren't talking a ton about practicals, but that just came to mind of like keeping yeah. the Lord first, but you know, fighting for that practicality of keeping your team together. So that hit me so hard. <laughs> that was so good. That was so. That's got that lazy river. Now that's got to go in a book. I know. That's I should. I write it down for for a later time. For real. No, that, that's so good. That's such a good picture. And um, yeah, I mean, it. And it's the same. It's the same kind of thing, you know. Because I went through that um, years back. I remember when it came to preaching. Because I used to like pride myself on being deep. And being able to like come up with these like deep thoughts and you know sure. i mean i like that i like to listen to deep teachers and and i like to kind of hurt my head where i have to listen to something eight totally, times in order totally, to really right. get what it's saying but I, and and so i you know i felt like that made me a good preacher or that made me grow as a theologian or like whatever like these like you Absolutely. know these things and, and i and i realized hold on like this is that's more about me than it is about the people actually getting something and if i'm not teaching yeah. how they learn yeah. Like I'm teaching for me. Like even if I, you know, I mean to to a point at least. Sure, sure. There's yeah. Part yeah. of it in there. And right. so like it kind of made me like overhaul the way that I approached preparing messages. Yeah. Um prepare I mean I don't even sometimes I prepare messages, but anyway, but it, like right. it made me kind of overhaul the way that I present things because right. I'm like if I can't make this practical where at least like the majority of the people in the room are going to grab a hold of this and not just the few that are, you know what I mean? Like yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's kind of creating that atmosphere of taking, as you said, like taking your team with you um, and going somewhere where, I mean, you might be at this deep place with God, but the, the people mm -hmm. in the congregation, like they might not be ready to go there yet. And, right. and I think that it's, yeah, it's, so good. it's loving to sometimes like, pull back so that we're able to bring people with us. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. That, that thought is very critical. I think like knowing where your people are, knowing where the congregation is or knowing where your audience is at, because yeah, if they're not ready for it, it's like their, their heart isn't going to be ready to receive, you know, yeah. what the Lord is maybe giving out. And I think like when you were talking, like just how even at Bethel, we learned like you know, not to copy and paste the environment, but to also know hmm. that something like Bethel isn't built or even Jesus culture or Hillsong or, you know, churches we admire, little churches and, you know, in the US, like mm -hmm. churches that we look up to, like they weren't built um, overnight, like that culture of spontaneity or deep preaching, whatever it is, it wasn't built overnight. And so I think that 
that's like what we're learning as a staff here is like, man, for something, especially like worship, we have to teach our people that, and we have to create those moments of where the band's just staying in this, in this environment of, you know, spontaneous moments and just, you know, holding one chord for forever because we're going to sing acapella like and that, that, that doesn't, doesn't look the same every week. But I think for us to teach our congregation that yeah. it's so critical, it's like we have to lead them into that because, yeah, people that we really do look up to, like their their church or their audience of people and their influence, like didn't grow overnight. And so I think that for us to know, like wherever the Lord has you to grow your people and to lead them into what the Lord is doing um, for that church or, or time or people themselves. And so I think that it's so good to bring yourself to that place, but also bring the people with you to be able to say like, you know, the band's having a great time of worship or the, you know, the staff or any leader is having a great time of worship. <laughs> but then it's like, man, we forgot about all the people that, you know, are newer came for the first time. And, you know, I don't think it's, I think that's a fine line to walk through that too. Mm. Um, but you know what I mean? Like just that aspect of, um, yeah, caring for the people and taking them with you and like, you know, giving it, giving all the glory back to the Lord, but also, you know, being faithful to steward what he's given you, you know, for his glory to, to come and to show up. So, yeah. Damn. I wish I could drop this mic right now. <laughs> the perfect, yeah. Perfect <laughs> mic. <laughs> it's not going to work. But uh, no, I mean, that was so good. I appreciate you. Uh, thank you so much again for just uh, joining me and having this conversation and being generous with your time Absolutely. as well. Uh, really enjoyed our, our conversation. Yeah, me too. Thanks so much for asking and letting me be part. Yeah. And uh, man, everybody, thank you guys for taking the time to check out this episode. Thank you to those who uh, left comments. I encourage you that if you're checking this out uh, when it's not live on a po on the podcast platforms or on the Facebook page or LinkedIn or wherever, uh, leave a comment, leave a review. That would be amazing. Really, really appreciate that. And um, yeah, hope to see you guys in a future episode. Abby, really appreciate you again. Thanks so much. Yes. Thanks, Duke. All right, guys. Well, thank you again for checking out my conversation with Abby Loperfito. Man, I thoroughly enjoyed that. I'm so glad uh, we didn't come into this with a plan and we just allowed the Holy Spirit to lead it because uh, I never would have thought to go down that route that we went. But I think that that was a, a really powerful conversation. I'm really appreciative to Abby for uh, the wisdom and insight um, that she that she shared there, even out of her own experience and things that she's uh, still growing in and all of that. So I really, really hope that you got some value out of that. And I uh, wanted to let you know if you're interested in reaching out to Abby or following her on social media or something like that, I'll make sure that her uh, Facebook and Instagram handles are in the show notes. So uh, please check that out when you have a chance. And I do appreciate you guys very, very much and look forward to seeing you back for a future episode.